out or something, right? Give a hand for that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, love it. What I love, one of the things I love about the Christian message, it's that simple. I mean, it is that simple. You may have a lot of theologians have think this way or science thinks this way, but that's what happened, what those kids just did. That's what happened. And it's easy to understand. It's really easy to understand. I think they did an outstanding job. I mean, they're your children, so I know you think they did an outstanding job, you know. So, and two, we just want to thank Katie. You know, she orchestrated all this. Anyway, she, she did a wonderful job. I appreciate that. Which she was in this, and she grew up right here doing the whole thing. So, you know, it's, it's really fun to watch. Well, as we, um, I just want to share a few words. And, you know, I can't add much to what was said. I mean, that's the whole deal right there, what, what they did. But I'll, I'll read this verse to you to kind of kick things off. Luke 2, 7. Says Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Really, an insignificant thing happened. There's there's nothing major or profound or anything. It's insignificant. It's a manger. It's a poor couple. It's that. And then, but what happened? When the baby was born, put in a manger, and that's insignificant other than to the parents, the world changed. That little baby in that manger, in a stable, the world changed. Now, we always enjoy recounting this, but I want to think about something as we look at the depth and how profound that was. And like I said, it's, it's just, you can't add much to what the children did, okay? Because when you read the scripture and study the scripture, that's what it says, just what they did, okay? And, um, but it also tells us something. The baby in the manger tells us something really profound, I think. And what it does, it tells us, it teaches us how God supernaturally moves in our lives. There's a little truth here about, well, it's a big truth here, how God supernaturally live, it moves in our lives. I don't know if you like me sometimes, I get in a situation, oh, God, come in and fix this. You know, come down and fix this. And, you know, move this, do this, you know. And, and so usually he has so many things to teach me. He just makes me plot through them, and I get the lessons on the other end. But I'm really, really slow to learn, so I repeat this at most situations. But what we see here is something that we really need to understand, that when something is seemingly so small, insignificant, yet even it's insignificant, when it happens, the whole world changes. See, that little baby in a manger happened. It's insignificant, but the world changed. And that's what God does with our lives, that he does things like this, and we think it's insignificant, but when it happens, our, our whole destiny is changed, our whole destiny. And, um, and, and it's like this, you know, when in this world is full of darkness, and God gives us a spark, just a spark, identifying his intervention. See, Jesus in the manger 
was God's intervention. That's what that was. You think, well, it's a baby. No, it was God's intervention. He moved right there, and the world changed. And so what we have in this dark world, in this dark world, is that God gives us divine sparks. Now, I'm going to look at the physical baby in the manger. That's just like a spark in the dark world. Not much happened. Not much knew, not many knew about it, okay? But that spark was God's move in a dark world. God moved in this dark world, and he's going to move, and he's going to give a spark. He's going to give a spark. And this divine spark he gives us will change everything around us. So we need to pay attention. By the way, no one understood or paid attention to Jesus' birth. No one. The angels came, and they had to tell them. You know, they go, okay, because the angels, they didn't know. They didn't know. Although it was prophesied, the wise men go to Herod, and they say, hey, where is this baby going to be born? He says, what are you talking about? And he says, well, let's go ask the scholars, religious scholars. Where's the baby? You a baby? Yeah. Whenever he comes, he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. Really? See, they didn't know. They didn't know. The scholars knew, but when he was born, they didn't understand. They didn't know. Now, the whole point we're getting at, that in our lives, in our life, God still speaks, and he still gives us sparks of showing his divine intervention. And as he shows us in those sparks the divine intervention, as we step and follow that, the whole world changes. The whole world changes, and we need to pay attention. Now, if I could put, make it very, very personal, is that that spark, that spark, when it touches our heart, when it touches our heart, the spark that God gives, when it touches our heart, it sets our heart ablaze. Ablaze. I often hear people say, you know, I just knew so-and-so, and they're just fine. And all of a sudden, they accepted Christ. They're all excited about everything. What happened? Spark touched their heart, and they became ablaze. Something supernatural happened to those who think on the Lord Jesus and trust him. And that spark that touches people's heart is Jesus. Jesus is the one who makes the difference. He's the one who makes the difference. Now, you have heard it said, rightly so, that Jesus never led an army. He never wrote a book. Never did. But yet, we're all here gathered because of Jesus. Because what Jesus did, he gave us that spark that touched our hearts, that set our hearts on fire. It, it's, if, if you will, it's like a spark that lands on dry wood and the spark hits that dry wood and sets it ablaze except in the picture the dry wood is our heart is our heart and those who receive him that spark hits that dry wood and that dry wood catches the fire now the analogy and the point I make of the baby in this manger and when Jesus touches his people it's a spark and they change. Or when he answers a prayer, it's a spark and changes. And all of a sudden, we become more aware of the mighty God working all around us. See, And he is working all around us. 
But every once in a while, he gives a spark that we see. But we're supposed to move and understand that he's moving all the time. And we need to understand that once that spark, and again, I'm using the word spark for a reason, once that spark is received, the dry wood explodes into a blaze. That's the best analogy I can have. And what happens? And if you've camped out or anything and you've had to build a fire and you have things, it just takes a spark and then it blows it. That's what happens to our heart. We receive that spark from Jesus and accept it. And our heart catches on fire. Then our life catches on fire. And then all of a sudden, things change. First of all, they change with us. They change with us. And as they change with us, and we catch a fire, if you will, naturally, when we're on fire, sparks start flying from us. We don't try. Again, if you start a fire, you've got a spark, and it goes, and then what it, you just have to stand back. What sparks start flying out of it? That's what happens to a Christian. Spark hits on the dead wood, and in that acceptance, and in that fire, that unquenchable fire that directs someone to Christ, sparks start coming out of that life. And when those sparks come out of life, what happens? It lands on other dead wood. Other people's hearts. Dead wood. Now, some people have wet wood. <laughs> but mostly it's dry wood. And so as we're excited about, the Jesus, about Jesus and those sparks are flying out, it lands on their dry wood, and all of a sudden they catch fire because we're on fire. Why? Because we received spark and there's continued revelation as God continues to teach us amen and that's just what these kids did it's all there and there's something else you know we don't want to get caught up in in make this short we don't want to get caught up in the world in the confusing messages that the world gives us especially about Christianity I mean you know they give us confusing messages uh, messages. They give us messages about all sorts of things. It's like they're rewriting history books, rewriting morality and all that. And you know, they're thinking up these things, but it's not hard. Don't get caught up in those arguments. Don't even participate in those arguments because you don't have any answers for their arguments because their arguments are made up. And they can make up more answers. The truth, and that's where we come to the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, that spark of him in our heart, that spark that comes from the blazing fire that he lights within us. The message is clear and understandable. Don't be confused. Don't. So we need to... The message we understand to have this raging fire is really, really simple. And as you know, they've been around me long. I'm really into the simplicity of the message and that spark because that answers all the complicated problems. Don't be pulled in somebody else's argument. Stand on the truth and your truth and the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ is the answer for everything. 
And if one never accepts the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, they can never answer all their questions because they're made up. Amen? So, the message. Here's the message. The simplicity of the message. This is what we stand on. Now, the Bible says that lots of things. And I love studying about the lots of things. But here is the foundation. Here is the message we have to counter every person's argument. There's four points, just four that I put together. Number one, Jesus loves us. Let them argue with that. But we're convinced of that. Jesus loves us. And he came as a baby in a stable. Well, that doesn't make sense. But that's a picture that God sent his son for us because he loves us. So number one in our message is, number one in God's message is, Jesus loves us. Everybody say amen. amen. Number two. Number two. Number two of the message is, Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. Big amen there. Amen. That's it. That's the answer. Whatever. No. Jesus loves us. He paid the penalty for our sins. That's the message. That's what we believe. That's what we stand on. Number three. Jesus died in our place on the cross. Amen. There it is. Amen. And it, that's the answer to everything. Number four. We have an eternal home in heaven with Jesus. Amen? See, well, what about X, Y, and Z? Well, let me tell you. I don't know about X, Y, and Z. But let me tell you what I do believe. Jesus loves us. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. Jesus died in our place on the cross. We have an eternal home in heaven with Jesus. And that's the answer to all problems. Once you believe on that, the problems go away. All the things you made up go away. Answers come immediately. When people accept this, all the answers to the questions they have come immediately. Because they needed the spark that only Jesus can give. Amen? Now, so, <laughs> right here, the only message for this Try the only message for a dry and lifeless heart is this message. Amen? So, it's really simple. And what's interesting, these children, they got it figured out. They just showed us the whole thing. It's that simple. It's that simple. Now, what I'd like to do is kind of demonstrate this fact about that one spark and how that one spark that Jesus gives off, that one spark, will in fact light the whole world. Light the whole world. That one spark. And that's Jesus' way. One spark. One spark. He didn't bring an army. I have in my office a whole mess of commentaries. He didn't write one of them. Not one of them. See? And it's like, no, this is all about Jesus. That one spark. And that's where the light comes from. And that's where sparks come from us that touch others. 
their dry heart. So what we're going to do is just imagine we'll have the candlelight service here, but we're going to look at the world the way God looked at it, the way God looks at it. And the way he looks at it before Jesus came, and even he and it's dark. That's what God sees. He sees a godless world, and it's dark. What is he going to do? Now, what the Bible tells us, God looks down on his creation. It has fallen away, and he sees darkness. And so what he does, he brings, he brought us light. And that light was the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus, and the Bible calls Jesus, the Bible calls Jesus the light of the world. The light of the world. And then what Jesus did, and he got 12 disciples. 12. That's it. I mean, Jesus didn't know anything about a megachurch. He had 12 guys. And these guys were kind of questionable. All right? But he, what he did, he passed to those 12 men. He passed that spark. He passed that spark, that light to those twelve. And then he told those twelve, he says, now, I'm leaving you here. Now you go into the world and you share that spark And so the disciples went into the world. Now, through the Lord Jesus Christ, through that one light, that one baby in a manger, God looks from heaven and he sees light. He sees light. And that is the way God works. He spreads light, one spark at a time, one light at a time. And that is the way he works. And he will do things in your life, has already done things in his life that has shown you his light. But when you trusted Christ, that was the main point, is to receive light. And how you trust Christ, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I believe he loves me. I believe he died on the cross for me. I believe I am forgiven. Those kids know it. The kids know it. And that's all you need to know. Dear Heavenly Father, go ahead and blow your lights out now. Go ahead and blow the candles out and I'll pray. Blow your candles out. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your gift. I thank you so much for your love and what you have done. Jesus, we look to you and we know you're the light of the world. And we're so grateful we can come together and celebrate your birth and what you knew and the light that you gave us and the light you spread in our hearts that catches our hearts on fire. And that, Lord, as our hearts are caught on fire, we naturally give off light to you, for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen.